Good morning. Here we are with Wesley Reese. Wesley, thank you so much for joining the Embry podcast this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am too. I am too. We talked a little bit in the pre-interview and I thought, oh, this is going to be perfect, especially with what you teach and what you do. Um, can you tell people just a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Wesley Reese, and I am uh, a wife, mom of two. I have a 10-year-old and 12-year-old, and I also have two businesses. And um, I started my entrepreneurial journey um, well before we started our family. And um, through the years, I've been able to grow through those ebbs and flows of of managing what it is uh, or the what it, how I want to be a mom and how the type of wife I want to be while also growing a business and working from home. Wow. And what we talked about in the pre-interview, which is right, right in the in line with Anne-Brie and the Think New and Change Your World is you're giving us a different spin on what we think busy is, on what we think limitations are. And one of the things that you said was, you know, reset, refresh and thrive. Um, can you when you started your entrepreneurial journey, how old were you? I was 27. And what made you move into that? You know, out of college, I went into corporate and I did that because it was what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a guaranteed surefire bet for a great income, great career. But little did I know that that was the place that um, stifled me the most. I felt like I was suffocating. I felt like I was giving my time to um, fulfill somebody else's dream. And, and at the same time, I was being told that, um, you know, uh, you're compensated such and such, and that's just what it is. And I just, I felt like there was more. And I felt like that in order to um, really achieve the life that I wanted, the future life that I wanted for, um, you know, not just as a newlywed, but, you know, as we were going to start with a family, what I wanted that to look like. And it did not, it did not mean spending 60, 70 hours a week working um, at a desk job for a corporation. And so it was really that, that burning desire inside of me to create something that um, I could have control over something that would allow me for that um, freedom of choice of where I spend my time, how much money I make, um, and in the life that I wanted to create for my family. And it wasn't a quick and easy jump. Like you had to overcome certain things in order to really do this big. And part of that was, as you put it, debilitating um, anxiety and panic. What was that anxiety and panic that you that you had to to struggle with? You know, early on, I always felt like, um, you know, they say it's the number one fear in general for humans is public speaking. And for me, it was way more than that. Uh, and it started at a young age, uh, just trying to fit in. 
um, you know, being, say, in speech class in eighth grade, it was, um, you know, feeling like you're being made fun of and, and not, it got to a point where I didn't want to put myself out there for the ridicule. And, you know, I, I would do it and just be like, oh, that just didn't go well. And so it was like this fear started to take over me and it actually grew over the time. It was almost like a snowball that was growing. Um, when I got to college, it was, it was, um, and I didn't have to present very often, but when I did, you know, it was, um, it was really hard. It was getting to where, you know, I couldn't breathe and, um, it, it would just cause start to cause these panic attacks. And then when I got to my corporate job and I had to do it quite often, um, it for me, it wasn't getting any better. You know, they say face that fear, do it anyways. That wasn't really working for me. And mm -hmm. so um, what was happening is that I would get up prepared to make a presentation. And all of a sudden, like I would forget to breathe. I would forget what I was supposed to say in the first place. And I felt like I was making a fool of myself and my career wasn't going to benefit from that. But it's not something that I um, was really taking proactive step, steps to tackle. It, it consumed me so much that I just kind of I just wanted to stay on the sidelines. I didn't want to put myself out there anymore. And um, I felt like that's just who I was and I had to deal with it. But little did I know that that wasn't the case. And, um, you know, about 10 years later, um, I, I got to a point because at that time I had been about um, seven, eight years into my first business. And yeah, I had to talk in front of small groups, but I figured out why was that easy for me to um, deliver a style presentation versus um, a knowledge presentation, say on thought leadership or um, um, something that I didn't really feel that I was an expert in? So, so what happened was I started to really reflect. I started to really re reflect of why is this so hard for me? And I started to really get curious and dig deep. And what I found was, is that when I was talking about clothes and fashion, it wasn't about me. It was about the clothes. And, but when I was talking about anything else, even if it was my story, even if it was my, um, uh, some other subject that I didn't feel I was an expert in, I would start to have those panic attacks. And whether that was a large room of uh, at a conference or a focus group, or it was a small meeting, even in the small meeting, I would get crazy nervous and my heart would be out of my ch chest just to answer a question. So that was kind of like the snowball effect. And it got, it made me so frustrated. I was like, I've got to figure this out. And it was almost like I had to draw a line in the sand and be like, there's got to be a better way. This can't consume me for the rest of my life because I felt like I wasn't able to be myself. And so when I started to remove that mask, because great, nobody knew that this was going on inside.
nobody knew because I was standing on the sidelines and I didn't really share this because I thought it was such a weakness. Mm-hmm. So I, once I started to, to really get to know myself and figure out why is this happening to me? It, it came down to a few different things. One, it was rooted in, in self-belief. I just didn't have that. And um, I had this fear, fear of being judged. And, um, and it was because I was wearing this mask. I was wearing this mask trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And um, when I started to share this, when I started to take off my mask and share this with um, clients and people that I that I knew, they didn't believe me. And it's because I had the mask on for so long. Well, that has to be exhausting to have to. Well, first, you're starting your business, so you can't be on the sidelines. It's kind of impeding growth in that business. So you're you're carrying around that weight and that stress, along with the anxiety of having to come off of the sidelines and then having to keep on the mask that you're good and everything's great. But as you're building your business and you're you're going through the self-discovery and you're overcoming all of this what was that like for you was there a what what how did you find the motivation to to do that every single day and keep your energy up you know i just it was taxing it was taxing for a long time and it was almost like the i was just tired of carrying that around with me and i would see others that i looked up to and i was like why do they make it look so easy um, why is it so hard for me? And um, knowing that my business was not going to get to the next level if I didn't start to really address this, because mm-hmm. that that fear was really holding me back to get in front of the people that I needed to serve. And so one of my mentors shared with me you know, that saying, it's not about you, it's about them. Right. And, and so I was able to change my mindset and really come remind myself each time. And this was baby steps, baby steps over the last seven or so years of, of taking these opportunities. And each time reminding myself, it's servant leadership. I'm here to serve. I'm here to help people and, and share this message and um, being able to, to know that I can add value, that, that I do have, I, I am worthy uh, of, of helping others and, and being able to overcome that. You don't have to be limited by that. And I'm a true believer that, you know, we're faced with these challenges, not just to go through them, because if you go through them, they're going to show up again in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. But we're really faced with these challenges to grow through them. And then once we grow through them, we're, it's a new challenge up ahead. But if you face it head on, that when I did that, that is when my business completely took off. Completely took off and, and I got to that next level. And it wasn't hard. I didn't have to hustle anymore. I didn't, I wasn't stressed out, frustrated, you know, overwhelmed being a wife, mom, and a growing business. 
it was so much easier. And you brought up a few good points. First, when you say face them head on, it's it's different than I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't like public speaking. I don't like being on center stage and having that anxiety and that panic come over you and still going up and doing presentation. When you're saying now facing it head on, it's not so much about let me just if I keep giving presentations, if I keep doing public speaking, then eventually I'll find my rhythm and my comfort. You had to look at all the whys and the hows of where that anxiety, that's, that's the face, you know, how you face it and overcome it. And then you brought up that once you did that and, and you looked at things in, in totality that you realized your business took off, but you weren't having to deal in sacrifice and just extreme busyness. And that's one of the things that intrigued me most when we first met was that you said you can be unbusy and be successful. And I was like, really? Tell me more about that. Because I feel like I'm very, very busy <laughs> trying to get to that next level. What does that mean to be unbusy but still successful and still growing. Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely goes against, against the grain. And if you would have told me that was a possibility um, seven, eight years ago, I would have been like, what? But I'm busy. It's not that you're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Unbusy is that you're focused on the right things and you have the right strategy that works for you because we're all wired differently and we all have our certain strengths. And to be able to uncover that genius that we've all been given and live into that makes things so much easier. You're not having to expend this extra energy um, into these efforts that um, you think it's gonna get you to that next level. But taking a step back because it may not be the right strategy for you. And I think that this is so important, especially those that are starting out, because I'm actually starting out full-time consulting. And after you and I spoke, I went back and I kind of evaluated, you know, what is it? And, and you, if you really listen to how you're feeling and how you respond to certain things that you're having to do. We're not going to love everything that we have to like, if we're not in love with accounting, we're not always going to like reconciling our books. That's a necessary. Um, and eventually you can hire someone to do that. But really looking at when I wake up and I sit down and I'm, I'm working on my business. What are those things that are draining and what are those things that are motivating? And I had to really look at those and I had to make some hard decisions. I, I had to finally say no to a few things that were presented to me and offered to me um, opportunities. And I was like, it's, that's, no, I can't do that because I'm going to feel very overwhelmed. I'm going to feel depleted. And the whole purpose of this was for me not to feel those things. So you did that for me. And just the, the hour we spoke <laughs> previously, and it was a, it was an odd journey for someone that I I'm yes, absolutely. Sure. I'll take care of it. That was very different. What would you tell people 
on how to say no and not feel horrible for three days after. <laughs> you know, that's so common. It's so common. We say yes to things um, because we don't want to feel that guilt later. Personally, we don't want that feeling. So we're going to commit our most precious resource to something that may or may not serve our greater vision. And it's really important to have that vision and have that clarity of what's going to serve um, where you want to be and that person that you want to be. And being able to cast that vision, to have that North Star that's kind of like your guiding star for, for not just your goals for the next 90 days, not just your goals for the next 12 months, five years, but your North Star that you hang on to and remind yourself every day because it's going to guide the decisions that you make and the commitments of where you spend your time. And in that guilt, um, you know, when we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. Right. Just bottom line. And so being able to say yes to those things that are going to serve the vision. And then if they don't serve the vision, unapologetically be able to say no confidently without the guilt. Because your 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 gaze is elevated. You're not looking at just, you know, doing what you need to get done off your to-do list for the day. And, you know, being able to say no to those things that, you know, if they physically drain you to where you can't show up is and serve your client the best to your ability, that's not serving your client. Um, and, you know, we all have these um, different times of the day where we're most um, productive, most efficient when we're right. on our game. And those that window of time is when you need to spend um, uh, you need to spend that time when you're most productive on the things that matter most. Right. And some, for some people, it's the morning. For some people, it's later in the day. But what for whatever it is, making sure that when you need to be on, when your game needs to be on, you have that energy so that you're most effective, which means you're more, more productive and you're spending less time getting more things done. And I think that this is so important, first, to really understand your process, but that North Star, understand what it is that you're looking at. Because, like I said, when I sat down and said, no, my goal was A, B, and C. And these opportunities that are coming in, while very good and very interesting and could be very fun, it's going to move me further away from what I want. And I could already feel myself being drained just thinking about it. And as, as interesting as they were, I was like, yeah, but it's not going to sustain me. And I'm going to feel like I'm running behind it. And I'm going to feel like I'm going to, you know, I'm playing catch up because I'm not, my most productive hours are not going to be spent excited about this. 
It's going to be spent thinking about how I could have grown what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that, you know, we're crazy going out on our own and building something. They're like, how many coaches does the world need? How many podcasters does the world need? How many consultants does the world need? Well, I, I don't have an answer to that question, but I, I do feel like that, like you said, if you're really feeding into your purpose, into your passion, and you're really looking at it logically and pragmatically, that it, of course it will work. Is that an overshot statement? No. Is that too confident? No. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like we have to trust what our heart's telling us. And, you know, the marketplace is so diluted from, um, you know, resources that you, whether it's the information on the internet, whether it's um, the coaches and consultants that can help you in a specific area, or it's the next, next best marketing strategy. You know, what works for one person will not work for the next person. Um, chances, true. you know, very true. <laughs> and, and, you know, there, there's so many different, um, even the shiny object syndrome that the struggle is real. I've suffered from it. Um, and, but I had to get through that because, you know, it was, you know, what worked for that person. I had to realize it and it's probably not going to work for me and I've got to figure out what works for me. And that's what I help my clients do is to figure out what is that right strategy? We get one chance, one chance. And ultimately it, what is that um, music that's playing inside of us that when we have our last breath, we don't want it to die within us. Mm -hmm. So being able to trust that, to trust that, um, that intuition and trust yourself and um, be able to align with that, that's when you get that joy and fulfillment within your day and not just this fleeting sense. I think it froze. It froze did just it, a little did it bit. Freeze? Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure where it froze, but fleeting. sorry, fleeting. Okay. So, you know, the, the happiness mm -hmm. is, it, it, it's not, it's within each day. It's within the small moments and being able to come back to that because you're given today and fears lie in the past and anxiety lives in the future. And That's so very true. What is that today? That's very true. And I think that everyone should also realize that that song inside of them, which I really love the way that you put that, um, is, is going to look different for everyone. There are still, you know, some people are, are still very much driven with finding a really good company that understands them and nurtures them and mentors them. And they're, they're moving towards that corner office. They're moving towards building that team within that company and retiring. Other people are really wanting um, the entrepreneurship and running their own business and to be business owners. I think 
much like what you were saying about facing head on your anxiety, your panic around public speaking, people really have to break out why they want to do what they do. And that's what you're saying that you really sit down and you walk your clients through that. Yeah. We really get to the heart of them. And, and I truly believe that we can live the life that we desire most. And it's the more self-aware we are, the more control we have over that. And the less self-aware, the more life controls you. And nobody else can do it for you. Nobody else can do it for you. And you were talking about, you know, whether you are an employee for a corporation trying to scale up that ladder or you're an entrepreneur trying to get your message out and make impact and, and grow. Um, it takes all of us. We all work together. We all support each other. And we're all called to a unique um, purpose. And being able to, to realize what that is for you and have the courage to step into that. Step into that because you don't want to take your last breath with that music still playing inside of you. Like you put it before um, in our pre-interview, it's that journey of moving beyond safe. What's safe? Yeah. And it's not, I mean, I can imagine people on the outside looking in and I don't even have to imagine because several people have said, you have a kid that's getting ready to go to college. What do you mean you left your corporate job? What are you thinking? What are you doing? And I'm, and I remember thinking to myself, I should be more worried about this. What's wrong with me? I should be more concerned and agree with everything that they're saying but there's something inside of me, um, as cliche as that might sound to some, but it's true. It's, it's really true. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm very logical, very plan oriented. I love data. In fact, my whole consulting side is based on data. Um, and I had the data and I also had the gut feeling, no, this is the right move. And it's, it's, it's a different kind of scare. It's a different kind of anxiety. Um, have you worked with clients and, and you're you're moving through this and you're going through those exercises and they're having these same conversations in their head like, am I crazy? Should I not? And then they find that what they initially thought they wanted is much different than what they actually want. Yes. Is that common? It is very common because it's like our logical brain gets in the way of what our heart is telling us. And, you know, I am really big into my faith and, and I feel like God put that there for a reason and nobody else has that. But to be able to, you know, have the courage to step in faith against what the world may be telling you, what your family members may be saying, what good friends may be saying, trying to talk you out of a big, bold dream that you have, but you have that for a reason. You have that for a reason. 
And when you begin to step into that, as, as scary as it may be, when you, it, like, um, you know, the saying, you, you get outside of your comfort zone, and that's when you grow. That's true. And we are meant to grow. We are meant to grow and, and become the fullest expression of ourselves. And like I had shared earlier, you know, I was wearing that mask for the longest time and it was holding me back. But being able to recognize that and know that that person that I want to be that holds my North Star does not wear that mask. Right. Does not wear that mask. And if if I am going to step out and um, serve those women that are waiting for me to show up, that mask has got to go. Right. That mask has got to go. And so um, the same thing with clients, clients that I've coached, you know, they think they have um, a, a certain vision for their life. But when we peel back that onion, there's something so much bigger there. And sometimes they kind of know, they kind of have a hunch, but they're, they're kind of uncertain. They don't know how to maybe put words around it or explain it or express it. It's just, it's something that they can see. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And then sometimes it can be a case where they don't even, they're not even aware of it. I like having those convert. I have, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and she's struggling right now in the corporate world. And it was, it was, um, it was a little disheartening because she called and she goes, I don't feel like I'm good at anything. I don't feel like I have a talent for anything. Hmm. And I thought that's crazy. Cause let me tell you what I see. So I can only imagine you know, and she did, she left the conversation going, huh, I didn't think about that. And you're right. And I do enjoy this and I do like that. And I am good at that. Um, but I can't imagine what it would be like to be a client of yours and really be able to go all the way into and, and dissecting that because when you're not excited and you're not, and you, First off, if you feel like, oh, I have to have this conversation, there's definitely something depleted out of you. There's definitely something empty. What is it? I mean, what does that feel like for you to be able to fill someone up, to be able to give them a little bit of guy, to have them go, oh, there's my North Star. There it is. I've been looking for you. What does that, what does that do for you? It affirms my life purpose. Hmm. It does. And it's not about me. It's about them. And being able to just be the vehicle, just just be the the um, person on the other side of that conversation to help pull that out of them, I believe that's me using my gift to help them in their life. Um, and that's why you know conversations like this or conversations that you have, you know, when you least expect it, they're all for a reason. And being a, and I'm always, I'm that deep conversationalist anyways. I am not that surface level <laughs> conversation person. Um, and so being able to get past that surface level living, to get past that surface level conversation, um, you know, 
sometimes that's where people live and that's fine. That's fine. But, um, you know, there's also something so much greater if you have this tinge of, of curiosity and, and being able to live from that. It's that soulful spirit that it's that, um, that personality that, um, God created me with to be able to ask those hard questions and in a non-judgmental way and being able to affirm what I can see for someone else that they can't see for themselves. And I believe that's what we're here for. And that's how we all rise together. That's how we support each other. And when someone has that tinge of, of curiosity, of that, that they know deep down inside that maybe there's got to be a better way or there's something there, I just can't put my finger on it. And that's what I help them do. That's amazing. It really is because so many people are on the search for happiness and fulfillment. And, and all of us at one point in our lives go, is this all there is? There has to be more. And you're helping people guide, guide that. And the last thing that I wanted to touch on was the reset, refresh and thrive and everything that we're experiencing right now. And and just in my group, I'm seeing, you know, conflicting people are like, hey, you have time now that now's the time to really look at that, look at your side. And then other people are like, hey, don't put so much pressure on yourself. If you make it out alive, then you did, you've done good if you've made it through your day. What's your take? How can we reset, refresh and thrive with everything that we're going through right now? Well, for one, to, to touch on the, the two extremes of, of, you know, what somebody or what two people may be experiencing. The biggest thing overall, I think, is giving yourself grace, giving yourself mm -hmm. grace. We're going something that we've never experienced before. And some people are just wanting to get through it. And then there's the other person that wants to become come out stronger on the other side. So wherever, wherever you may fall, being able to know that, you know, not just during a pandemic, but even pre-pandemic, at any moment, you can hit reset for yourself. If something tends, if something you're experiencing, like just your day starts to go sideways, you can hit reset, whether it's reset for the rest of your day or it's reset saying, okay, I'm going to come back tomorrow morning. And I'm going to have a plan and be ready to take off. But um, one of my things is I love Mondays. Not many people can say that. I love Mondays. And because for me, it's my reset for every week. It's my reset. And to start that week with a new level of intention and have that plan I know that I'm setting myself up for progress, for growth. Um, but while we're talking about pandemic, it is a great time, you know, given this experience that we've had and our commitments, our calendars have been wiped clean and we've been going through, through this unique experience, being able to really sit back and reflect. And I'm at, I've been asking my clients this 
for the last month, month or so is, you know, given this time to reflect and given this time, you know, what have you begun to notice that really has come to the forefront that matters a lot to you, that, that you want to keep as a priority for when we go into the new normal, when things turn back on? And what is it that you want to let go of that you were, um, it was causing you maybe scattered focus or this resentment because you felt like something was an obligation? What are those things that you want to let go of? And it's your choice. So taking this opportunity to hit reset. And one, one of my, or one, the overall theme for the way that I work is really that simplify to thrive and really meaning it's time to get unbusy. And like I said, that's not that you're not doing anything. It's just you're doing the right things. The right things that matter most to you that serve that North Star and without sacrificing yourself or your family in the process. Yeah, that's so important because I think that that's a big thing that holds people back. Well, I have to take this and I have to do, I have to say yes to this because I'm a provider or I have to, um, I have to survive. It's about survival at this point. And for you to be able to change people's perspective on that, it's life changing. Absolutely. Anytime we have those, I should be doing this or I have to be doing this, um, those are fear-based decisions, fear-based commitments, and they always foster up this feeling of resentment mm -hmm. because say you're, you're obligated to show up for a particular event, but your son's basketball game is happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. When you're there, are you showing, if when you're at the event, are you showing up as your true self? and there to be able to connect and really be present? No, because in your heart, you're at your son's basketball game. Right. And what do you, how do you help people that, you know, I mean, because we're all going to be faced with those decisions and there are going to come a time where you're going to have to say yes to something um, that you absolutely need to at that moment. But that's where the reset also yep. comes in. Like, absolutely. Okay. You know, life happens, you know, we're always going to have those decisions where we're going to, you know, just be able, we're going to have to make a decision based on um, the information that we have. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's not going to fit that filter that, that you have set that, that your North Star commands. And so that filter of your decisions that you make, here's the deal. That is your opportunity to hit reset. That is your opportunity. Um, and to give yourself grace because you're doing the best that you can with what you have and being able to make that decision in a guilt-free way. Wow. I think I like everything that you have just said. This has been an amazing interview. Thank you so much for your time. Can you let people know where they can find you? Um, and I wanted to throw this out there. I'm hosting a live webinar on May the 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern. And it, it truly is 
on Simplify to Thrive and how it's time to get unbusy and how I'm going to teach four shifts that you can make to start to incorporate that into your life. And so it could be maybe your opportunity to um, hit your reset um, before the world turns back on. So to find more information about that, if you go to, you can find me on Instagram at, at Reese. And that's W-E-S-L-E-Y-R-E-E-C-E. And if you click on my profile, you'll see a link. And when that link pops up, you'll see um, information about the uh, live webinar, the live webinar on May 20th, and you can sign up there. A big shout out to all the supporters and sponsors of the Ambry Podcast. Without you guys, we couldn't keep doing this show week after week. Very, very big special shout out to our co-producers, Jay Beam and T. Martin. You ladies are amazing every single time. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like to be a live audience member and support the Ambry Podcast, you can find us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash Ambry. For as little as $2 a month, you get to see the interviews before anybody else gets to hear them and get bonus content with our guests. See you all around. Have a great day. Bye.